Hello, this is Roy Lilly. In 1696, the government of William III imposed a window tax. It was intended as a progressive tax. Houses with a smaller number of windows, initially 10, were subject to a two-shilling house tax, but exempt from the window tax. More than 10, the taxes increased in line with the number of windows. The poor of the day lived mainly in tenement buildings with a lot of windows which got taxed the heaviest. It shouldn't have mattered as the tax was designed to be paid by the landlords, but guess what? Landlords up the rent to cover the extra costs. And even today, if you walk around London, you can see old buildings with windows bricked up. So the game of cat and mouse between the government of the day and the people began. In 1784, along came the brick tax, which depended on the number of bricks your house was made of. That didn't work. People used bigger bricks called gobs and more wood. In 1705, the Russian Tsar decided that beards were uncultured, maybe he's right, and imposed a beard tax. It worked. Men shaved off their beards and he collected no taxes, so it sort of didn't. If, like me, you have the kind of mind that resembles an antiques fair, you'll like all this kind of clutter. And if you do, I have just the book for you. I know you will want to know, quote, Before I left the Treasury, we were informed that we shouldn't be too downcast about politicians giving the go-ahead to the new cross-rail line in London. The Treasury had delayed it for 20 years, and we should take that as a win. It all comes from a book called Follow the Money, written by Paul Johnson, the boss of the Institute of Fiscal Studies. He's the bloke on the telly with a sardonic line of commentary that leaves you thinking, why isn't he the Chancellor of the Exchequer? Economics, economics, finance, monetary policy and all the other palaver that comes with taxes and rebates, benefits and allowances. It isn't for everyone, I know. And so does Paul Johnson. So he writes about this stuff in the most entertaining, taunting and comical way that makes this book an absolute cup of builders and pack of hobnobs read. It's partly biographical with anecdotes from his time at the Treasury and other government departments, and it's personal about his family and an inspiring short passage about one of his sons and apprenticeships. It's a rant at the stupidity of it all and as clear and readable as an exposition on why the tax system doesn't work, the benefit system is loaded against the people it's supposed to help and why politics is a shambles and why, in his own words, quote, the repair job starts with honesty about the costs and the benefits and the trade-offs in policy decisions. Partly a polemic and partly pantomime, Johnson romps through Whitehall breaking windows. He's got the knack of making the impenetrable stuff understandable. Somehow he clears the cordite from the battlefield of economic skirmishes and wars over policy and lets us see how ineffective and stupid most of it is, how far we are from levelling up the impact of wealth on health, longevity, education and attainment. Johnson is not a politician. He's not therefore here there to force a policy on us. He's there to point out, if you do this, you get that. Is that what you want? Most of the time, the answer is no. International comparisons will make you mostly cringe, and it's the sort of book you'll want to read from between your fingers. 
look, I'm not doing this justice. It is a serious book, but written in the most readable and enjoyable way. And yes, it's about heavy politics and money, but Johnson does the heavy lifting, writes in the style of a thriller with pace. It's a page turner, a whodunit, and why, and look at the mess they've made. Full of facts and references and comparisons and make it a solid read. Johnson writes with passion about the British state and the state it's in. He follows the money, nearly a trillion pounds, and shows us how it's wasted, stolen, frittered, lost, misused, budgets blown, and projects that have wasted millions. Promise yourself, you'll read it. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>